good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Take another breath. <laughs> Wipe your eyes if you need to. I, I tell you, this, uh, this, uh, the energy in the room when we were going through meditation, just, just take a look around and look at the landscape of beauty that's, that's here. Just, just take a quick look around and see who's sitting next to you and behind you and around you. Glorious, isn't it? We'll never have this time again. Not this one. So in this moment, I just give thanks. I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you, Reverend James Trapp, for allowing me to do what I do. This is sacred to me. The stage has always been sacred. And Paula Mandela for inviting me up. It just turned out that I was going to be speaking in the Los Angeles area. And Paula said, well, we have June 25th. And I said, well, let's do it instead of waiting. Let's just do it. <laughs> so I'm here. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yes. It's been a journey, too, hasn't it? Oh, yes. mm. Well, I tell you, it has been lovely. It hasn't been without challenges. And um, I'm back in New York and I'm back for my second act. That's what I call it. It's just a continuation. But I tell you, getting back on track, it was something. Before 2020, I just come back off of a cruise. I was singing in Europe. And I landed in Atlanta. This was a divine thing because I wanted to go back to New York and get another apartment and went to Atlanta where my mother is now. And it was the voice of God that said, you take that apartment in Atlanta. You can go get an, another apartment in New York at another time. I said, well, I want to go to New I don't care what you want to do. You take that apartment in Atlanta right now. And sometimes, you know, it's just that small voice that cuts through the chatter, and what we've done before, that agenda that I had. But I eventually got back to New York. But it wasn't before the happenings of 2020. And so April, the first week of April of 2020, 
I'm thinking to myself, this will all pass. I was in New York for 9-11, and, you know, it passed. So I thought, this is just lingering a little while longer, but it will pass. And when it didn't, I had a meltdown. Everything that I do is in person. The stage, the Broadway stage, even when I'm speaking, singing, doing my work with youth, it's in person. And so I was at the sink washing some vegetables, preparing to make a lentil soup. And my mind gathered. And I started thinking, what have I gotten myself into? This is not going away. Everything that I do has been on stage. What have I put together in my life? It feels like I've made all the wrong mistakes. When I got out of college, my mother said, you get the job, you take that job with IBM, and you stay with them for 35 years, and you get all those lovely benefits, and then you can retire And after six months being in corporate America, I said, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not my strongest suit, so to speak. Then I told my mom, I told everybody, I want to go to New York and I want to be on Broadway. (gasps) (laughs) The most unstable job in the world, she says. Before you go, will you do me a favor? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, go see a psychiatrist because you've lost your mind. I promised her that I would, but there was something pulling me. I had to go. But I couldn't get that in this moment where I'm sitting here washing these vegetables. My mind was too focused on the things that I thought I had done wrong. I'd missed it somehow. And I'm not even in New York, I'm in Atlanta. I don't like this city. I want to be where it's all happening, in the room where it happens. And so I went down a laundry list of things that I had gotten advice on that had not quite lined up with what my heart was telling me. And so those things began to come to me and say, I told you so. You should have done this. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have gone to New York. And then I started a blame game. Shame and blame. I'm still washing vegetables. But I'm too far down the rabbit hole to surface I am heavily involved in this game of what I did wrong. And look where I am now. So I blamed my father first. Then I blamed my mother. I blamed my sister and I blamed my brother. And I think there was one instance that I blamed my beloved grandmother. And then I finally came to me. 
and I blamed me for every mistake I thought I had made, every wrong move. Why am I not further along, I thought. Why didn't I fulfill that before now? You know, age always comes into it. I'm 50 years old. What happened? I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to have done, to have accomplished. And you, if you've ever taken a dive into a pool and gone too far down and stayed far too long, there's that impulse that says, get back up to the surface quickly. Get back up now. And so at that time, I was at the well of my thoughts, of the demise, you know. And all of a sudden, I felt this thing coming upon me that was squeezing me, contracting. And I went all the way and I took a breath. Still at the sink. Those collard greens, poor collard greens, were just had their life squeezed out of them. And something spoke to me and said, Call a friend. Call a friend. Get another voice in your head. These tirades are running you. And I called some friends, and I was finally able to really take a deep breath. And I went and sat on my bed, and something spoke to me and said, you're all right. All is well. And of course, you know, the eyes of appearances, they transfer. They transfer information. And I said, well, why don't I feel okay? I I don't see how to get out of this. What is this anyway? He said, do you remember when you were five years old? See, five years old was special to me. It was when everything in life was likely Feasible and attainable. I'd ask my parents, Dad, can I get that ball and bat set? He'd say, no, not this time. I said, okay. I'd run home, ball up some newspaper, take some electrical tape, wrap it around it, go get a branch out of the tree and make my ball and bat set until I got it. Anything that I dreamed of was right there at my fingertips. And if I didn't get it at the time, I knew it was coming. It had to. I'd let things roll off my back. Someone say something to me that I didn't like or I thought, that's okay. There's something over over there for me to do. Life was full of joy. My life was full of joy. And there was nothing that could stand in my way of happiness. It was just there. And I said, okay, I remember that. Where is he? And he said, I'm right here. I haven't gone anywhere. I want to teach you how to move through this. 
Because there's something on the other side of this where you're going to be better. You're going to be greater. May all your storms be weathered and all that's good get better. Here's to life. I was looking for that spark, you know, that spark of life that said, yes, you can get through this. It doesn't look so pleasant at the moment, but I'm here to help you. So what about all the dreams that I had? What about all the things that I wanted to do? They're here. Allow them to resurface in your mind. I said, well, I need to put this down on another surface. Start writing about it, Charles. Start writing about it. So I started writing this book called Lessons from My Five-Year-Old Self. And I started thinking about all those situations in my life where I felt like things weren't going to happen. Things that I had worked diligently for and how everything had just panned out just the way. And sometimes better than anything that I could have ever imagined. And I said, okay, I'm willing to listen to this five-year-old self again. It could be three, four years old for you. It could be five. It could be eight for someone else. But there is that time in our life where everything is possible. Everything is likely and feasible. It speaks. To us. It's right there, calling to us. What is trying to get my attention now? For it is at this time where we have come through this residue a little bit here and there, but we've come. Through it. So it's trying to get our attention. What am I here to create now? I still believe in chasing dreams and placing bets. I'm not a betting man, but yeah, I bet tomorrow's going to be better than today. And I've learned that all I give is all I get. So I give it all. Whatever it is that is calling you now. <laughs> answer and say hello. <laughs> that which is inside. That God that is not out there but right here. That is speaking and perhaps the voice comes through that five-year-old self. What am I here to create now? Can I create now? Oh, yes, the answer is yes. And perhaps that's the thing that this great idea is waiting for is us to say yes 
Will you be better? Yes. Will I go? Yes. Go where? Yes. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Whatever it is that we're being called to do and to become and to be, it's right here and it's right now. It's not over there. It's not over there. It's right here. So the invitation, it continues. But just know it. It's just right where we are. So I ask you this morning, are, are you willing to are you willing to say yes to life and, and love and, and, and laugh? And, and, and are you willing to allow whatever that is that is welling up inside of you that wants to express like it is never expressed before? Are you willing to allow your light to really shine? Not just sing about it here, but let it do that wherever we go. Are you willing to do that? Oh, yes. 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 That's a unanimous yes. Well, I invite you to do it. Let's just take the breath here. And just know that there are so many things that are coursing through us right now. Those cells, the blood, and, but those ideas too. That energy of love is coursing through us. There has to be. It's nothing but love in this room. The joy, the peace, the laughter. That that child so often allowed just to be so rambunctious with. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know. It's just something inside of me that's just so good and yummy. That's life. And it's calling us now. It's calling us now. I do understand that whatever it is that is calling us it will not go away. It will have the final word. So in this moment, I just say, yes. Yes, divine. Yes, God. Yes, to life. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It is everywhere. It's right in this room. There's this song I want to sing. I didn't sing it the first service. But I, I want to just sing the words of it. It says, in this very room, there's quite enough joy for one like me. In this very room, there's quite enough love for one like me. There's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom. For spirit, yes, spirit. Is in this very room, in this very room, there's quite enough joy for all the world. Right here with us. In this very room, there's quite enough love for all the world. 
And there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away any gloom. For spirit, yes, spirit is in this very room. In this very room, there's quite enough joy for you and me. In this very room, there's quite enough love for you and me. Yes, there's quite enough hope and quite enough power to chase away. Any gloom for spirit, yes, spirit is in this very Blessings. We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center Time.